Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Environmental Social Justice. Today, we have a returning guest, Mr. Michael Valley of Bella Terra. And today he brings with him Dr. Sandra Miller with Boise State, Boise uh, State University. So welcome, both of you. Michael, welcome back. Um, Thank you. Glad to have you. Thank you. We're, re we're glad to be back. And I, I think we have some uh, sufficient or uh, some interesting news updates from where we were uh, back in April of this year, yes. we've um, we've made our way to the point that we're about to launch with Boise State uh, an R and D that will commercialize our products. Uh, hopefully, by mid second quarter of 2022. And real quick, what are your products? Just in case somebody didn't see your first episode. We are going to be uh, developing a, a commercialized version of our recycled material into uh, building blocks, veneers, and landscaping products and infrastructure products that are very badly needed uh, right now, to say the least, uh, across the country and throughout the world. Um, we have had the good fortune to uh, recently come in contact with a commercial operator, Rochelle uh, Enterprises. Um, out, they're out of um, Syracuse, New York. And they have agreed to join our group and become the commercialized operator that will take what we create in the lab and what we've worked on thus far okay. into the commercial environment of a traditional batch plant and produce our first generation material for testing, ASTM and uh, compression testing and certification to market entry. And I think that's a sizable step forward. Oh, we yeah. need a lot of help, uh, but it's a sizable step forward. And also, I mean, when people talk, because you guys are doing, um, just so I have my notes, because I don't want to get anything wrong, but recycled material, aggregate material for landscaping and construction and building, which historically has a very high um, CO2 or carbon dioxide, GHG, greenhouse gases um, footprint. So yes. we need to rethink how we do all of our construction, how all of our landscaping, all of our architecture. And when we spoke last time, you guys were working on these technologies and working on recycling. And one of the things that you guys have really nailed that I haven't seen anywhere else is using recycled lithium from old batteries in your construction. Could you talk a little bit about that? We've had uh, the fortunate, uh, another fortunate contact with some leading recyclers uh, of lithium ion batteries. As we approach a new era of energy, we're going to be consuming in our products more lithium ion batteries yes which ultimately could create another problem the disposal of the batteries that after they've been spent um as we increase the volume we're increasing that volume as well one of the things that is interesting that in the process of this recycling it off offshoots a gypsum material, which we've been able to use as standard gypsum is used in standard concrete formulas now, uh, mined gypsum, that is. Mm -hmm. We've been able to utilize it in our formula, and thus far, we've um, we've had it tested and have had results of 
3000 PSI compression, which is gives us a wide range of use for the material. But now, as we move forward in our R&D, um, we hope to develop that 100% recycled content, utilize the gypsum, and evolve to developing a zero-carbon concrete. And that, I think, is what we need most of all at this oh, point. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, Dr. Miller, so your involvement, you are an environmental engineer with the Department of Civil Engineering at Boise State. Um, obviously, the smartest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a well-known love of engineers so you know how did how did you guys meet and get brought into this well we met uh, um at my birth <laughs> so not kidding not kidding um mike is uh my uncle his my mother is was his sister so oh okay um, that's wonderful and, and I drove the car that took my sister to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so the second you were born, you guys met. It was <laughs> Pretty was much, not yeah. Not kidding. Not, not kidding. kidding. Um, so uh, it just so happens that I'm, a, you know, a civil engineer by undergraduate training and environmental engineer. And my area of research, other than, than building materials, is actually contaminant fate and transport. And oh. so... So when you're thinking about the um, the shift in, in how energy is is used from more uh, fossil fuels to you know still electricity is mostly generated by the consumption of fossil fuels, but there's these batteries. So what happens with a potential contaminant from the batteries? And that's really where um, I come in and look at, okay, so we have a product that we need. We know we need, um, it comes to us in a certain form. How do we get consistency and what's the optimum amount of gypsum that we can put into our formulation to get a, a consistent product? And so it really starts with, it started with Mike in the, um, in the in the lab or in the shop tinkering to see what actually worked and to see what we can get and so that was the first step yes we can do it now is to actually introduce you know scientific method and to say okay um wash can we reproduce these results what are the conditions that we need to be consistently reproducing them and then taking it to the next level of how do we scale that into production. So, so again, more tinkering, so to speak, in the lab, directed tinkering. And then how do we then scale that to the full, full production is, yeah. and then, and, and the sidelines is all of, well, in that middle part um, is another person who is very skilled at the, 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 um, the taking it from proof of principle to the actual quality measures and the production and the consistency because event you know we're dealing with with lot, lots of um, standards and so how do we meet those standards on a consistent basis so that's you mean really like compliance standards to make sure it's structurally sound things like that right yes yeah so um, you know ASTM standards so American I always 
forget what that stands for, but American <laughs> Standards Testing Materials. Materials. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why we use acronyms. Um, yeah. And, you know, making sure that we are keeping a zero emissions product. Which is huge. Products. I mean, yeah. construct people don't realize the, the footprint that construction um, and um, architecture has. So as you guys, I know you're scaling up and I know, you know, you're going to be available to the public soon. Where could people find you and, and buy this project or partner with you for large scale purchases? Um, well, at this point in time, um, the um, we're available through the uh, M our uh, family operated business, which is MCM Natural Stone. Okay. Um, the website is info at mcm.com. And uh, also, we have uh, our um, short deck PowerPoint, which I believe I forwarded to you. Um, which does give us or offer a, a more detailed um, look at what we're doing. And uh, there is contact information there. Okay. Um, I don't, I could give you my contact information. People can call me uh, directly if they want. Yeah, I could put that all out there too. Okay. Um, it, it, we really need a lot of support right now. Um, we've, we've got to, We've got to accelerate our effort, uh, I believe, because we're running out of time. We are. We are running out of, we're seriously running out of time. And I can't emphasize that enough. We're looking for government support, private support in any way that we okay. can. Yeah, um, and you're right. We do need to put the pedal to the metal. Um, we've been talking for decades. We now we're going to run out of concrete, first yeah. of all. The, yeah. The, the bad kind. Uh, and it's not bad kind. It's the only kind that we have. But we're going to run out of materials. As the population increases, the resources decrease to make these materials. We're going to have to concentrate on recycling the material into the same material that we made in the first place one way or another and yet consider the environment with developing an, an evolving zero carbon material. Um, zero carbon is a is a tough target to hit, but serious reduction of the carbon footprint, beginning with as simple a process as taking and or making a new concrete block that we're about to get into and offer or at least have it commercialized by early 2022. If we could do that on a broad stroke picture basis across the world or at least yeah. throughout the U.S., I believe that we can begin to reduce that carbon footprint seriously. The research needs to go on and we don't project or our timeline uh, that we're working with right now is 2030 yeah. um, for a zero concrete formula. That's, yeah, that, that's still a, a, a huge you know, target or small target to hit. Uh, it's a hard target to hit. And um, right now, um, anyone interested can contact us through uh, through your resources or directly uh, to um, MCM Natural Stone or my information, Michael Valley. Uh, and I can 
give you that now if you wish. Sure, absolutely. Please do. I can be contacted through MCM Natural Stone at uh, area code 585-586-6510. Or I'll even put my uh, cell phone out there at 585-303-0225. Excellent. I'm willing to talk to anyone who's interested in our program and what we're doing and listen to what um, advice or tips or uh, anything that they may be able to throw at us in terms of any kind of support. Well, here's a question. I've done some research on, because um, I, you know, my background being environmental risk in the construction industry. So I dealt a lot in, with knowledge about construction. And I read that in, um, there's a woman in Kenya who's working with waste plastic, plastic bags primarily. Mm-hmm. And she's making little concrete, not concrete, but bricks. And um, do you see you guys moving into that realm? Because I don't think, I don't know many people in the U.S. who are doing that yet. I think one of the things that really needs to be done is there needs to be some, a communications link mm-hmm. with the world that people are working with various types of cementitious and or new product uh, materials that are similar to ours. I don't see that happening um, yeah. not on a broad stroke picture. I don't see that. It's To me, it's very limited at this point. Um, it does occur through academia, um, which we have that link with, with uh, Sandra. But um, on the um, day-to-day production, product kind of research, tinkering. There's no means of communicating with people wherever they are. I could have somebody here in Rochester uh, working on the same thing I'm working on, and I don't know it. No, you're right. There, there's it, not great communication, not a lot of collaboration, because everybody wants to be first to the plate. But the reality, yeah, reality being that we're all in the same direction together, yeah. and we need to move in that same direction together. I, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. I, I say this a lot, especially with um, energy. You know, everyone has their own energy things. Like we're all going the same direction. Let's just keep moving forward. But um, so moving forward, April 2022, you guys are going to be commercialized or, you know, more publicly available. Um, what are your, what's your next goal? You know, after, you know, the lithium recycling gypsum um, materials and the recycled aggregate materials. Any future plans, like any grandiose plans you're looking at that you can share? <laughs> um, yes, actually. Uh, one of the things that is a, a very serious part of our goal is to, as a uh, science and technology company, develop the science and technology and make it accessible. Accessible to the traditional operators who would be willing to come on board and utilize in a percentage of their operation our science and technology to interject um, a a product line, a recycled product line. We want to make it as simple as possible. One of our goals immediately is to build a prototype batch plant where we can test our formulas and test under traditional conditions the reduction of traditional batching with our science and and technology to its simplest degree that someone wherever they are an operator wherever they are 
can rely on the natural sources in that area to incorporate our science and technology to produce a recycled material. I think that's great. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, yes, we have to use the materials that are readily available to us rather than shipping materials from halfway around the world to fit a formula that's been already established. And that's, I think, a serious step forward. Yes, that is a serious, because you're modifying what you are making based on what you have available, which is brilliant. A lot of people are you know, not willing to take that step to go out of their mold, go out of their normal. So that's huge. My whole approach is um, it's not about me. It's not about money, although we need the money. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not about becoming a, a bazillionaire because I've found something that somebody else may not have found. It's about us. It's about the world, about the third rock from the sun. Very true. Personally, I don't think colonizing Mars is where I would want to spend the money. No, I, I have to agree with you on that. It's it's not a viable option. Well, we're in serious trouble. This is a serious program. And we need to, as a group, as a uh, mankind needs to come together in a serious way. Oh, I could not agree with that more. That is beautifully said. We, you're right. We do need to. We do need more collaboration amongst all of us. Depend, regardless of your politics and your borders and your country, we're all in this together. No one's, no one's immune from climate change. I'm sorry. Well, that's exactly what I was about to say. This is, <laughs> it's a common ground. It's for all of us. Although it's bad, it's for all of us. And it is. And no we're one will escape. Forward. No one will get out from underneath. What what is approaching. Very true. Um, Dr. Miller, did you have anything you wanted to say on closing out or? Um, I think that this is a great opportunity, <clears throat> even regardless of our, our personal relationship, it's a great opportunity to actually teach the next generation. So right. the, the research is really um, teaching the next generation of, of students. So um, we're we're able to have undergraduates, you know, some in their sophomore and junior year, just to kind of see what research is like and be able to pay them because, you know, the cost of education is pretty crazy right now. And so they get so they get some paid training and they get to decide is this what I want to do or not. And then it can it'll lead to um, graduate students as well, where they're actually doing fundamental research, publishable research. So. Um, it's a great opportunity to keep keep that um, sort of workforce training in a way. Oh um, yes, in, in which is just as important as the product or the people. And um, you know, if I've learned anything over the last almost sixteen years in academia, is that um, it doesn't matter so much if if the research that you do for like a graduate degree is what you want to do for the rest of your life. It does give you a great foundation for learning how to learn. So oh, I think, not a, yeah, that's brilliant because you learn by doing, actively right. doing, and you know not just the next generation, but I think existing generations. Yeah, never stop learning and never stop learning how to do things differently. 
Right. And, and actually this is, I mean, what, what I've listened to both of you as, as I was listening to both of you, it's like, we're not really doing anything new. We're just doing the same thing in a different way. And I, and that's what's, um, I think, you know, everybody's looking for the big wow. And the reality is if we go back to, you know, our grandparents and their parents and what they did just to survive, that's sustainability. I mean, it is. I mean, my other grandparents composted and, you know, all of those things. And it's like, and and somehow they got out of vogue, but they did it out of necessity. So, so I actually, I say that quite a bit. I tell people, we kind of need to think back to what our grandparents did. Yeah. Because they reused, they recycled, they repurposed. We right. learned to throw away. <laughs> right. My 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 partner, my domestic partner, he's been in business for the last, oh, since he was a, a little guy. And um, he doesn't throw anything away, which is good and not good at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> and he also, you know, can go to the, some container somewhere and pull out exactly what he needs, you know, and that, because that was what you just don't throw things away. You, you reuse them until they break until they're no, their, their useful life is gone. So I think, I think really we get to demystify the whole idea of what is sustainable and just think practically to, again, like you said, what are, what our grandparents used to do because it was out of necessity. They didn't have anything. Yeah. And they knew the value. Well, things were also made very well back then too. So I'm hoping we have a return to quality over quantity shortly. (laughs) Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Well, guys, thank you so much. Um, Brilliant discussion. So everyone keep an eye out for Bellaterra, MCM Natural Stone. Great product, great ideas. And I love what you're doing. You're revolutionizing the way that we do construction. So very important. Um, Take care. We will see you guys soon and uh, join us next time. Thanks. Thanks, Wendy. We'll uh, keep you up to date as we move along. Oh, absolutely. You are not done with me. You're coming back. I want more. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs)